0: Still, she did love a challenge. Now, you say there are four sisters and an author with three names, she said, gently guiding the woman towards the classic literature aisle. The customer nodded. Overhead, a smooth jazz rendition of It Must Have Been the Mistletoe, played softly through the speakers. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you may well be looking for Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. The woman grimaced. I'm not sure. There are four sisters in the book, and one of them, Joe, has a vaguely masculine name. Darcy pulled a thin red book from the shelf, the pages edged with gold, and presented it to the woman. Oh, she said, taking it. That is beautiful. She examined the book from bottom to top, and inside and out, marveling at its rich leather binding in the original illustrations scattered throughout. Is it intended as a gift? Darcy asked. The woman smiled. Yes, a Christmas present for my 12-year-old granddaughter. Darcy guessed that the girl's grandmother was acting on a recommendation and had never had the pleasure of reading Little Women herself, which was a shame. It was one of Darcy's favorites, and Alcott's famous quote about books turning the brain described her pretty well. Darcy was indeed too fond of books, a condition known as bibliolatry. She always had at least one book on the go close by, and felt almost naked without a novel on her person. Darcy had been enveloped in a story every single day of her life for as long as she could remember, and tended to use every opportunity, waiting in line, eating, occasionally even while brushing her teeth, to indulge in her greatest pleasure. It was one of the reasons she loved working in Chaucer's. Darcy had first made the move as a teenager to Manhattan from Brooklyn, where she lived with her aunt Catherine, to attend Columbia University, and get a Master of Fine Arts in writing, the closest form of study relating to her passion that was available, only to quickly discover that trying to create stories herself was a world apart from the joy of reading them. Easy reading definitely didn't equate to easy writing, and the weight of her own expectations, combined with insecurity regarding the extent of her talent or lack thereof, soon resulted in writer's block, after which Darcy had to admit defeat. Following graduation, she spent some time working on Celebrate, a glossy New York women's magazine. Her Aunt Catherine, via her hugely successful corporate events business, was good friends with the editor-in-chief and had pulled in the favor for Darcy. After two miserable years of cutting down bland 3,000-word descriptions of shoes and handbags into even blander 300-word descriptions, as well as struggling to fit in amongst her uber-cool and effortlessly chic workmates, Darcy had just about given up on turning her passion into a way of life, until one day... "'when she had stumbled into Chaucer's "'with the aim of finding a guidebook "'that could help with her hopeless lack of fashion nows. "'Being unable to pass by a bookstore "'without venturing inside "'had always been one of her major weaknesses, "'but this time it had turned into a blessed stroke of luck. "'There had been a help-wanted sign on the door, "'and on impulse Darcy had applied there and then. "'She was interviewed on the spot.' upstairs in the cafe, over a cup of caramel mocha. The following morning when she got the call from the owner telling her the job was hers, she felt as though all her Christmases had come at once. Imagine spending her days surrounded by books, being able to pick one off the shelf whenever she wanted, caress the spine, smell the paper. Heaven. Darcy quickly discovered that working in a bookstore was in reality more about unpacking boxes and rearranging shelves than sitting curled up in a corner sampling the merchandise. Even so, she felt that she'd finally found her...